Hi everyone and welcome to Barefoot Radio, the show that provides you with easy access to knowledge, wisdom and guidance from experts, spiritual practitioners from all over the world to support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit in your everyday lives. Now for those of you listening for the first time, I'm Leanne the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, twin flame, transformational coach and author. I am absolutely passionate about reconnecting you with people who've passed over, your spiritual guides, as well as your intuition, and providing you with easy access to practical knowledge, tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy so you can be more of your authentic self. Now kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode where I am joined by Joyce Fields, a professional proofreader and author of Line of Serenity, a memoir. And the best way to keep a man is to let him go. As well as eight other books about parenting, breast cancer and spirituality and a number of other children's fiction and non-fiction books. She gets her inspiration from living and observing life and is the oldest of seven in a very happy family. She's been with her husband for 61 years since they were both 13 years old and happily married for 51 with two grown sons, eight grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. Joyce is joining me on today's show to not only share her story, but also discuss the best way to keep a man is to let him go. Welcome, Joyce. Hi, Leanne. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I'm, you know, so honoured to be able to talk to you about your work around love, relationships, and to get you to share with listeners some of the wisdom that you've gathered from your vast experience in life. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Well, as you said, I'm the oldest of seven. And I wrote my very first book in 1997. And that book I wrote because there was no sibling rivalry in our family. We were very poor, but we didn't know that we were poor. We we never talked about money. And so there's never been any sibling rivalry. And I just wanted to capture the way that our parents raised us so that children in the future would be able to read how our family was raised. We had seven children and a Doberman puppy plus the two parents in the house. And there was, you know, Leanne, I remember the calmness of our home. Mm. It was total calmness. It just absolutely boggles my mind to think about the fact that there were seven children, a Doberman Pinscher puppy, and two adults, and then you'd have calmness in your home. I never remember, I don't remember ever hearing a lot of arguing and all of that. It was just love and affection and attention. Uh, That's what we received. And so food has always been a really big part of our family. It still is. It still is to me. And uh, so I put 20 some recipes in in that book. Uh, We've got entrees, desserts, 
side dishes and all of that, you know. Um, uh, there's even a recipe in there that's uh, been in the family for over 50 years. It's a, a pound cake recipe that my aunt uh, used to cook. So, but now I've been, <laughs> I've been diagnosed with pre-diabetes. So now I'm not eating uh, as much sugar as I used to. I was the dessert maker in the family. Mm-hmm. And now, and back to the Line of Serenity book. So I also have pictures of our ancestors in there because farther on down the line, I thought that maybe people would have, some girls would have babies and uh, you would be able to look in the book and see, oh, this look, my, my daughter looks just like Aunt Lou or whatever, you know, so then they would be able to do that. And it's only a hundred and I think it's 167, 169 pages, which includes 20 pages of recipes and 20 some pages of, uh, photographs. So that means there's only so many pages. I'm not doing the math right now, but so many pages of text. So God blessed me with the talent for being succinct. And that was the first book that I wrote. Lovely. And I want to pick up on, you know, you talked about a lot of things in there about your household and how you grew up and how you were raised and that, that sense of calmness, the food, the love, affection, and attention. Mm-hmm. You know that in in all of our relationships and our connections, it's about what we value most in life, and we often get that through our parents and how we're raised with our mm-hmm. values and what we feel is important to us in life. Talk to me about you know love, affection, and attention. We always hugged and kissed Mama when we got up in the morning good morning, you know, and hug and kiss, and good night, hug and kiss, so we, we are a hugging, kissing family, all the way through our cousins, when we greet each other, we hug and kiss, when we depart from each other, we hug and kiss, and then in, the, in between that, we just have lots of love and, and communication, and just, we really follow the golden rule in our family. We really do. And I've got a plaque on my wall right now that says uh, the golden rule is practice here. So, Mm. and, and I like how you talk about that hugging kiss and good night and good morning, because I think that, you know, in some ways we've lost in society today, a little bit of that affection that is affection yes that is good good manners I guess and that's what yes you know, I was raised with and I remember just over Christmas we were having a conversation with my niece and nephew about what good manners were and it was good morning good night how are you nice to meet you and and all of those things so bringing that back into relationships and that that affection is necessary to differentiate our romantic relationships from our everyday relationships, friends, family, etc. So, you know, the hugging and kiss, kissing with family members is different from our romantic relationships. Yes. And it's so important that we bring affection into our connections. I think so. I wrote uh, another book um, in 1997. I wrote Line of Serenity. That one's about the way that we were raised. In 2003, 
I wrote Mother's Dozen, an easy recipe for raising great kids. And that is one of the very first chapters, manners, Mm -hmm. teaching manners, teaching kids manners. The way you teach them is to be mannerable to the child. That is the way the child will learn to say, please, thank you. You know, and I have um, my two youngest grandchildren. um, They come every other weekend to spend with us. That's what I did with the oldest grandchildren. My oldest granddaughter, Tiana, is 35, 36. I can't remember now. (laughs) I'm losing track of it. They're getting so old. (laughs) And so um, one of the things that, uh, that I told them, you know, you have to teach manners. You have to teach. That's the way the child will learn to be mannerable. Saying, please, thank you, excuse me. Uh, don't pick your nose in public. Don't pick your nose where other people can see you. So um, I, I try to explain that to them. Mm-hmm. So that that's the reason why, you know. And so you got to mm-hmm. teach manners. You know, say yeah. excuse me when you step on somebody's foot. So all of those kinds of things. You have to be very patient with children. Mm-hmm. And and talk to me about the word attention within relationships and what that that means for you and why it's so important to give attention in our relationships? Well, attention just really means recognizing their humanity, their presence, Mm. you know, so uh, respect that. And then that's what is going to allow them to learn to respect attention. Mm. And, and, you know, attention is, so important and I like how you talk about humanity because you know we're all human with our yes with our strengths with our weaknesses with our you know faults whatever it may be that we perceive them to be or others perceive them to be and recognizing our own humanity and the humanity in others makes it you know makes love go around really yes it does it really does one of the things that, you know, so t- is teaching manners, teaching order and organization. Mm. So that is really important too, to me. Um, when my son was, he's 48 years old now. Mm-hmm. And when he was little, I had posters all over his walls. One of them said, order and organization form something about ha- good habits teach mm-hmm. order in organization, something I can't remember now because that's been a long time ago, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I really am into teaching order and organization, uh, good habits, you know, that makes life easier. You don't have to think about some things, some things you have to put it in order and, or, and or, organized so that you don't even have to think about it. When you open up your drawer, your silverware drawer, you don't even have to look in there. You know where everything is, order mm. and organization. So yeah. some people have a lot of, drawer, you know, a drawer where it's just all the stuff is just thrown in there and you got to search through it to find. I don't like that. <laughs> and, and I like how you talk about that because one of the things I do with my clients is talk them through how often our physical environment, whether it's the drawers in the kitchen, your wardrobe, your home, your car or or whatever, your office environment mm-hmm. reflects what's going on in your your mind. It sure your does. Emotions and where you're at in your life. And if yes. you've 
got a mess and you're disorganized or there's no order, then wow, what's going what's going on with your thoughts and your emotions on the in, inside? You got it. You got it. And so I love that. And, you know, a clean mind, a clean set of emotions, a clean set of actions that we take from, from love. Yes. Yes. Allows us to bring connection and, you know, affection, attention and communication to yes. all of our relationships. So I it really makes love life so much it. easier. It makes life so much easier. Yeah. And, you know, people who have a lot of stuff, problems, challenges, obstacles, hurdles going on in, in their life, and those listening today, if that's you, then just take a moment to sit back and reflect on what your home, what your drawers, what your car, what your environment yes. looks like. It's very simple. You, you just get it, get, get it organized. Yeah. Makes it easier for you clean up the mess and get it organized. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for bringing that in because I think that's so important. And, and I like how you talk about the word presence. Oh yeah. Why is presence so important in our relationships? Well, especially it's important nowadays because of all this technology. Oh my God. I just think it is horrible. Um, I, re- I wish there, that we could go back to the days of the manual typewriter because I was, I was brought up in the days of the manual typewriter. Mm. So and I, many times I wish that we could go back to those days. The, life was a lot simpler, a lot easier, a lot more pleasant. So with all this technology that's going on now, you can go out to restaurants and you can see people sitting at the table, four people, and they're all on their cell phones. Mm at the table with each Mm. other. Mm. I don't understand that. So put your cell phones down and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And I'm thinking of some scenarios that I've had in the last, you know, 12 months where you're right, you're having a conversation with someone and they're on their phone going, yep, 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 I'm listening to you, but I'm typing on my phone. Yeah, no, you can't be listening to you're not present. Yes. You're, you're not having a clear, connected communication or honoring the person that you're sitting with or that you're mm-hmm. having dinner with, like you talked about. And for me, that's disrespectful. I think so too. Very much so. So I think that it's like a slap in the face. So yeah. now when I'm on the computer and my husband's in the next room, and where he can still see me, you know, but I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, he can see me and I'm on the computer. So he starts talking to me. I stop what I'm doing on the computer and turn towards him to listen to what he's saying. So you, you, you have to interrupt whatever you're doing to give them the honor of your presence. Yeah. And I think that's the key, isn't it? The honor of your presence. Yes. And if you're not giving people the honor of your presence in your relationships, friendships, family, partner, lover, whoever it might be, then, you know, what are you, what are you expecting that's in return? Yeah, that's disrespectful. That, then you, you're going to get disrespected and you're going to give disrespect. So that's, to me, it's just common sense. 
Well, to me, it's common sense too, but I guess we all get raised with yes. different values and different yes. ways of, of communicating and connecting. So I really appreciate you mentioning that. And I want to come back to, you know, our topic, which is the best way to keep a man is to let him go. Okay. Talk to me a bit about that. Letting him go does not mean leaving him or putting him out or whatever. It simply means be secure enough within yourself that you do not worry about where he is when he is not with you. A lot of these young girls nowadays will call him on his cell phone every 15, 30 minutes or whatever, ask him where he is, what time he's coming back, and then not only that, whenever he's getting ready to leave, they'll ask him where he's going. Mm. It's not your business. No, Find that- enough security within yourself that you don't worry about where he is when he's not with you. Yeah, because if- it is that, that pattern of control from a fear-based yeah. space of not being confident and comfortable within yourself. And you got to be secure enough within yourself. And if you can't bring that, that sense of confidence and security to your relationship, then you're always going to be on the back foot. And in that, you know, what do I need to do or give or be to be worthy mm-hmm. of this, this loving connected relationship and, For those listening today, you are worthy exactly as you are. You are enough. That's right. Yes, you are enough. And And stop controlling or, you know, thinking you're not enough. Just embrace who you are. Yes. So you got to be secure enough within yourself. And uh, also there are lots of chapters in uh, The Best Way to Keep a Man is to Let Him Go. It's only 64 pages. And includes the same recipes that were in Line of Serenities, 20, 21 recipes, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last chapter in the book is the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So that's why I put the recipes in there. So a lot of these girls nowadays don't like to cook, don't want to cook, take pride in the fact that they don't cook. So mm-hmm. they want to be taken out to dinner every day. So not only that, now this, see, there's some real problems with that because you don't know what you're eating when you're going out to dinner. Yeah. You don't know what they put in it. Yeah. So, you know, cook, come home and cook. The recipes in that book are very easy and they're delicious. My favorite recipe in there is skillet chicken and rice, but it's simple to make beautiful and i i do like how you talk about the way to a man's heart is through food or through his stomach because Mm -hmm. you know it reminds me of uh in one of my previous relationships he used to come home and every night we would cook together Mm -hmm. i would cut up the vegetables or prepare things and he would be cooking and that was our time and our space to be present to connect after a day's work and Uh communicate with each other about what was going on. So I just, for those that are listening, there are many opportunities within your day to connect with your partner, Uh whether it's, you know, over coffee in the morning, whether it's just taking five minutes to sit down every day and go, Ah, I just want to be present and connect and 
where are you at today? Yeah, just, you know, giving attention yes. and connection and presence mm-hmm. to your relationship. And touching. And, touching. and there's where yes. the affection comes in. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. So can and, you give can you give listeners three or four tips about you know romantic relationships in particular? A lot of clients that come to me or a lot of listeners have issues or obstacles or challenges in their romantic relationships. What's three or four tips you would give them about how to improve or grow their relationship and love? Okay. The first tip that I would give is don't separate your money. Um, When you separate your money, you separate your spirit. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Because if he's paying these bills and she's paying these bills, the way that we do it in our relationship is, um, we have a we call it the general fund. We get an allowance. He, we get, I get an allowance. He gets an allowance. If we go over it, we can go into the general fund, but that's not usual. That's not, that's, that's a very unusual happening. It, you know, so we get it every week. So, but the bills are paid out of the general fund and whoever is best with money, handling money should be the one who will, uh, pay the bills. So, I'm the one who pays the bills because, well, I'm a retired executive assistant. Mm. So that has really helped me a lot in my life because of the organization that you have to be organized to be an executive assistant. You know, you're mm. a good one anyway. Mm. Um, so whoever is best with money should handle the money, paying out the bills. So don't separate your money. Don't say he's paying these and I'm paying these. So don't do it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is for women, especially do not take this. One of the chapters in the book is do not take quote man advice, unquote, from a woman who has no man. Yeah. A lot of these young girls nowadays will be listening to their girlfriends and they don't have a boyfriend or they don't have a husband. So what do they know? Yeah. And what do they know about relationships, especially when relationships are in trouble? So you have to, it's almost like, what is it? White, white water rafting or something. Mm-hmm. So you can see how the, the rapids are just really taking you all over the place, but you got to be steady and with your, guidance and 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 i don't know what it would be steering or whatever we because i don't i don't do white water rafting but <laughs> that's what came to my mind as far as seeing all this these rapids and, and uh trouble you know yeah. so but yeah. uh, don't take man advice from somebody that doesn't have a man and also don't take man advice from a woman who talks badly about her relationship mm. yeah so don't don't listen to those kinds of things find yeah. a woman who is in a good relationship or who had a good relationship, you know, and, and talk to her. And um, one of the things that this book does is the best way to keep a man is to let him go. I added among other things. When I was 15 years old, my late mother-in-law, at that time, her son was my boyfriend, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So she told me the best way to keep a man is to let him go. Now, I added, once I got married to him, I added, among other things, to the title because I observed that there were other things, too. But my mother modeled that for me. Yeah. She actually uh, 
let my my father go you know he just went on his way and all of that yeah he worked afternoons he came home at like one o'clock in the morning she always had his uh meal ready for him at one o'clock in the morning so this is where i learned how to treat your husband your more your boyfriend your man you know Mm -hmm. give them ultimate respect because Mm -hmm. the onus is put on men that they will have to die for their women so I wanted to show him that I was worth dying for. Mm. And I, I really like how you talk about, you know, going to someone who is in or has had a healthy, loving relationship. Because, yes. you know, if, if someone's going through relationship after relationship with turmoil and drama and, you know, yes. toxicity and unhealthiness, then do you really want to be taking advice from that type of person? And it's Mm -hmm. not to say that that's bad. It's just their journey. And every relationship has challenges and things that come up. And I like how you talked about the calmness and the arguing um, because we all have things that come up. It's how you approach them and how you're present with them. Yes, it is. And you have to learn how to live with another person. See, I'm really blessed because I learned how to live with eight other people and a Doberman dog. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So I'm really blessed. So I learned how to do that. And to this very day, I just got through talking to my niece who got a promotion. She's an attorney. And she got a promotion and... uh, she called me to tell me that she got the job and all of that, you know. So this is the way my whole family is. Yeah. So we are present in each other's lives. Yeah. You know, so you, we're present in each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I really love how you talk about that. Um, Joyce, I am aware of time and I am, you know, we could talk about love relationships and connections for such a long time. So Thank you for sharing with me and listeners about your journey and your book, The Best Way to Keep a Man Is to Let Him Go, among other things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So thank you so much. And can you share with listeners where they can connect with you if they'd like to know more about your book and what you do? goodshortbooks.com all of the books are available at goodshortbooks.com as well as on amazon.com so you have to know the titles for all of them at amazon but if you go to goodshortbooks.com you will see the 11 books my sister wrote one book about dogs you will see all 10 of the books that i wrote as well as the one that she wrote at goodshortbooks.com and then my email address is goodshortbooks at yahoo.com. Perfect. And uh, on uh, Twitter, I'm at uh, at goodshortbooks. Facebook is Joyce Fields. And Instagram is JJ Fields, the number seven. Perfect. So all of my contact information is there. So, and I'm, I'm real, my, my uh, mission statement is I write books that inspire people on their journey to make the world a better place. And I've got four children's books on there. It's two because kids are the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joyce, for joining me. And 
for those listening to today's episode, go and check out um, Joyce's books and connect with her further. For those of you who are interested in connecting with me, check out my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. Subscribe to my newsletter, The Barefoot Tribe, and shoes are optional. And you can start enjoying the exclusive benefits of becoming a member. You can also connect with me through Facebook, Leanne the Barefoot Medium, Instagram, the Barefoot Medium, and YouTube, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. And also subscribe to Barefoot Radio here on SoundCloud and iTunes, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. It has been an absolute pleasure sharing this information and knowledge with you all today and to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. I wish you a magical, loving and joyful week wherever you are, whoever you are with and wherever you are at in your journey and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot Radio.